0: welcome to another
1: episode of two guys one topic i'm ollie and i'm liam and for those that don't know or perhaps if you've got any new listeners each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and we give ourselves just a week to read and research all about it the idea being that we do the hard work and then we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with you our listeners that is exactly what we do
0: Just so everybody knows though, we are not experts in anything that we talk about. This is just a summary of our findings. Hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you all, we can all
1: learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Exactly. Now, we should probably get on with this week's topic, Ollie, which is pretty relevant in this day and age. So this week, we have spent our week learning all about inflation. All right, Ollie. Inflation is this week's topic. This is, uh, well, should we say why we're doing it this week, just, we just slightly take a detour. This is everywhere at the minute, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah, massively. It's one of those things that we kept on seeing in the news and maybe thought this might be a good thing for everyone just to actually learn why all this stuff keeps on coming in the news and why it's so prevalent at the moment.
1: Yeah. So I've actually quite enjoyed it because like you said, you know, this is everywhere. It's all over the shops, all over the news, and um, at least I know more about it now. But what did you know about this before we started? Do you have any idea? You're, you're a business person, aren't you? You probably should know this.
0: Yeah, well, I did an economics degree as well. So I did did know this, but it would fallen out of my head from all those years ago from doing my, my economics degree. But getting back into it this week, uh, I think things started to come back. And so I, I think I knew a little bit about this. It can get very complicated, this. So we're we're deliberately keeping it just at a a level where it's just good enough so you have some sort of knowledge about why it's in the news and why everyone's talking about it.
1: Did you know much about it this week? Well, I did a degree in accounting, so I too sort of knew what it was. You know, it's one of those sorts of things that comes up. I, I think I knew what it was, but I wasn't particularly sure about the rest of it, although some of it I definitely heard, you know, as I'm researching it, which happens now and again, you're like, oh, that's what that is. Yes. You know, you hear about stuff and then we'll mention it in a bit. But, but yeah, no, no, I, I could probably tell you what it was, but I couldn't tell you why or how or any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And just like really relevant now. So if we're talking about being in June in 2022, so it's saying in the news that the level of inflation that we're seeing at the moment hasn't been seen since about February 1982. And um, you know, soaring costs of food and petrol that's going on there. And even this week, so we're we're saying that inflation at the moment is around nine point one percent, which we'll get onto why that's a pretty big deal.
1: Yeah, but but that means nine percent that so that means prices of things in general are nine percent more right now than they were a year ago. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's as simple as you can get it. If they say inflation is nine percent. I means you know you go out and buy something today it was about nine percent cheaper a year ago well um,
0: that's that's the thing so inflation is one of those things that that just happens and we'll say the, the proper definition of it in a moment but in economic life so prices for things will just keep on rising and if you look back a cinema ticket in 1970 would be about 30p whereas today you're looking at like 13 pounds more likely or more like yeah, £15 to go. So should we just yeah. say, say what it is then? Should we say what is inflation? What's the definition of it?
1: There's a bunch of... There's not. <laughs> I couldn't find like a, a this is what it is, but they're all generally the same. So I've got a couple, but they both pretty much sound the same. Inflation is a measure of the rate of rising prices of goods and services in an economy. Or inflation is an economic term that describes the general increase in prices. So generally yes. how things are getting more expensive over time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So yeah. So yeah, goods and goods being things like physical items, like food or TV and services being things like haircuts or tickets to go to the cinema or what have you. But with it being economics, there's normally two stances on any one given situation. And so where you're saying is that it's it's the general increase in prices. There's another field of economists who say that it is the reduction in the purchasing power of your currency. So it's pretty much saying the same thing, but it's that whole if you had. So for an example then, to put that really simply, so if if a price of bread cost a pound last year and inflation is 3%, this year it now costs £1 and 3p.
1: Yeah, Exactly. So if you were sitting with a pound in your pocket and over the year, that pound is, is not so valuable anymore because, That's right. um, you know, a year ago, you could buy a loaf of bread with that pound. Now you can't. And that is what you were saying about the decrease in your spending power, your money not having quite so much value anymore. Um, do you read into the etymology of uh, of inflation? Because I think we, we always got to start there. We've sort of fell into this now. We I need to know the etymology of everything we ever learn about. <laughs> Do you want to, Did you find this?
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. I did actually. So I read, and you can you can let me know because you're Mister Etymology, that the term inflation comes from the Latin "inflare."
1: Is that right? Yep. Yep. Meaning to blow up or inflate, um, and it was first used in a monetary sense in about eighteen. Someone on eighteen thirty-eight or something like that. So okay. maybe a couple hundred years ago. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, yeah so it,
0: so inflation is from the Latin inflare and you're saying it's, it's either blow up or inflate, which makes sense.
1: Yeah. OK. Um, so we've said inflation at the minute, which is a pretty big deal, is about nine percent. Right. This is quite interesting. How do they measure it? How do they where's that nine percent? They haven't plucked that out of thin air. Like, no. There's a <laughs> way this comes from. And, and this is what I was saying. I didn't remember this. But as soon as I read about it, I remembered this. If that yes, makes any sense? So, yeah, yeah that's say, right. Do you, want to, do, you want to, do you want to have a go? Where where do they get the nine percent from? So the government
0: obsessively track inflation because it it gives them all sorts of indications about what is going on in the economy, and then and then what then might need to happen off the back of it. So it's yeah, obsessively tracked, and it's in the UK at least. It's the Office of National Statistics, and what they yep. do is they collect data of about 733 items and across those 733 items, they get about 180,000 prices for those items. So if you imagine there's this massive shopping basket of things that you would normally buy or houses would normally buy, and they just track every month how much these 733 items cost. And it's called the consumer price index, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's quite it's quite famous. Their basket of goods. Yeah, and like you said, the, the basket contain the the basket it got those little. Um, what's that thing called? Air quotes. With your fingers, with your fingers. It's not a real basket, is it? Obviously, um, I suppose. I bet it used to be a real basket. By the way, I bet it probably was ages and ages ago. Um, but this basket includes all the things households generally buy. So, like food, drink, clothing, transport, furniture, household goods, stuff that we all buy. They then. They make sure it's it's stuff that we all buy this it gets updated to take into account trends and, you know, what people like buying at the time. Um and yeah, they, they track it, they buy it, and then each month they just see what the price change is. And yeah. at the minute, they bought a basket of goods a year ago, they bought a basket of goods last week last week's basket of goods was 9% more expensive than it was a year ago. That is essentially what it is.
0: Yep. Yeah. And and they get those items from all around the country. If some people are thinking, well, stuff costs more in this part of the country than what it does in the other part. So that, yeah, they're capturing all this data and then collating it and putting it together. And it's, it's interesting though, how, like you were saying, it needs to represent what consumers are actually buying at the moment. And I was having a little look about some of the changes that's happened in 2022. So I think is it every February they look at what is being bought yeah. more of or less of, and then they make some changes. So they announce n- them,
1: don't they? So, yes. they? so they announce it. You, they tell you what they're going to. You know, you can find this information out. Um, yes. This is yeah. what we're going to track the prices of. So you tell the new ones, and just quickly though, one really obvious one from like you know COVID times, a couple of years ago, they they had to include hand sanitizer, for example yes yeah so they, hands. they had to include weights home gym weights like dumbbells because everybody was buying them because gyms were closed but what what they put in this year so just really briefly they've put
0: 19 items have been added and 15 things have been taken out of this so some of the things that have gone in are meat-free sausages canned yeah. pulses sports bras pet collars and yeah you, you were saying the antibacterial wipes
1: um Pet collars is because, and they say as much. Pet collars is because of the rise of pet ownership off the back of the coronavirus. Yep. So, like, more people have got pets. They they wanted to put in, they've put in a climbing wall session because as people are getting back into fitness and recreational sporting activities, this is what this is what they said. They've included an adult climbing wall session and craft kits for adults because I think off the back of you know, did you get any um like. Paid by numbers over COVID, like that yeah. sort of thing, people suddenly, everybody got into. Yes. It's- and another one, they've gotten rid of single beds and, and double beds because there's a tendency for people to buy king-size versions now. So it's now a king-size bed that they go and track the price of.
0: <laughs> and then on some of the things that they've removed this year, they've removed men's suits. And I think, again, because everyone's working from home, people aren't then wearing suits yeah. as much and then needing to, to go and replace or buy new suits. They've then removed coal, which <laughs> I guess people aren't buying so much coal anymore. Um, and they've also removed donuts, which I was surprised yeah. at.
1: Yeah. They, last year they removed ground coffee, but they replaced it with like coffee sachets because everybody's buying that instead of like actual, like a, I don't know, jar, I don't drink coffee. like a, As we know, by the way, uh, they've replaced it with like a, a sachets instead of jars of coffee. Yes yeah okay um but yeah i thought i thought that was so interesting to just like this number of nine percent that that, um you know you'll hear about on the news that's come from somewhere really quite obvious they've just bought stuff that we buy and they've bought it again a year later and they've just worked out whether it's gone up or down in price and by how much it went up by
0: And one of the other important things that they also then do when they're collating all this information is they weight it as well, don't they? So if there are things that households are buying more of, so petrol or bread or milk, that will have a higher, if that moves, if that changes, the price of petrol goes up, then you'll feel it a lot more than a climbing wall session because of the (laughs) frequency about how much people are buying it. So yeah. they then add weight to how important all of the items are in this basket. But yeah, 733 items.
1: Yeah, that's called the Consumer Price Index. There is something real quick called the Retail Price Index, and that includes things such as council tax and mortgage payments. But I think the more common one that, that anyone's going to hear about is the Consumer Price Index, this, this basket of goods.
0: Nice. Being a, being a maths head, you're a maths teacher, do you know what the formula is? For calculating ah. the inflation rate?
1: <laughs> right. Spoiler alert, everybody. Sometimes we talk about the pod before we record the pod. Ollie asked me that before we started recording, and I said I did not know it, and I wanted to be surprised. So, no, Ollie, <laughs> I do not know this. Feel free to tell me.:
0: <laughs> It's super simple. I reckon you could probably even guess this if I were to um, if I were to g- give you a few minutes to think about it. So it's the initial CPI minus the final CPI divided by the initial CPI times 100.
1: Oh, yeah, that's... Ob- sorry. Sorry, everybody. That's obvious, because that's how you find percentage change. Yeah, there you go. You, you, you do the change in price divided by the original price times by 100. So you do so know So what it. they would have done, for example, right, for example, they'd have had a basket of goods last year a 100 pounds a like basket goods this year is 109 pounds. The difference between those is nine pounds. You divide that by the original price, which is a Nine over a hundred is 9%. I told you, you'd know it. Now, sorry. I didn't realize I thought you made out like it's going to something well complicated.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, so yeah, pretty, pretty simple, but important calculation that goes on there.
1: Yeah. So, so we've got, like, a couple of, like, really obvious sort of two main things left, really. Why? Didn't we? We said, like, like why is everything going up? Why is it going up so fast? Yeah. Um, just, just, we said 9% year on year, right? And it's 9%. They've also tell you, they can tell you month to month. So last, so in the last month, prices have gone up about 0.7 or 0.8% in a month. So nearly a percent in one month. Yep. Which is which is you know not it's not a huge amount but obviously if it's every single month it's going up like that it is it becomes yes it, it's a lot of money um, yeah. but yeah what why why we got there's two reasons isn't there
0: well there's no one single reason so if we're saying like why does it happen there's no one single cause for inflation but there are two widely accepted theories one of them's called cost push inflation and that begins when there's rising costs result in rising prices and we'll come on and say that is in a minute and then the other one is demand pull and that's where people just have more money to spend quicker than the supply of goods or services so yeah cost push inflation and demand pull inflation are the are the widely two accepted reasons. yeah
1: so i think cost push inflation is probably the one everybody's going to understand right it sounds real complicated essentially what it is is it's companies making whatever it is they're making, it costs them more money to do so. So at the minute, there's a massive problem with fuel costs, isn't there? Yes. Or or cost of materials. It costs the company more to in there a big problem with wheat or something. So yeah, if, let's let,
0: let's put it into the context of bread then. So if we're saying bread at the moment costs a pound for a loaf of bread, just to keep it nice and simple, if all of a sudden if the price of wheat shoots up for some reason, then the companies making the bread, they they won't be able to carry on selling bread at a pound. So there's a cost yeah. push. They then pass that on to the consumers and they then end up having to spend one pound 10 for a loaf of bread.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well exactly that. Yeah. It's is yeah, the, the cost to produce it is more. Like for example, VAT rate, if that changes, it changed, didn't it, in the UK? That's one of the reasons why we've got it going up. You know, if companies are suddenly paying more, more tax, well, they've got, to, they've got to get that back or claim it back. And it ends up inevitably in the price of the thing that they're selling going up. Um, but yeah, raw materials, stuff like anything like that. Any, any reason that it would cost them more to make it means the cost of it goes up. And then, you know, that's just that's what happens. Um,
0: yes. So demand pull inflation then. So this occurs when the demand for goods or services is higher when compared to how much is being produced. And so it's the difference between supply and demand, really. That's that's it in a nutshell, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's essentially people having more money and then wanting to buy stuff with that money, but the companies not being able to produce enough to keep up. So they rise their they, they increase their prices. If for example, everybody on my street suddenly gets loads and loads of money and they walk across the Audi that's across the way to try and buy some bread. Audi don't have enough bread to sell all these people. So what they do is they make the bread more expensive because they know people want it. There's a demand for it. So the price goes up like anything, anything, anything that is massively in demand, the price goes up. And that's essentially what this is. People having too much money chasing too few things.
0: Yeah. and, And we saw that in, in COVID that happened with the likes of bikes or even like Pelotons and stuff, but yeah, bikes. So people all, all of a sudden thought, I want to try and get a little bit fitter. I might go and buy myself a bike. People bought themselves bikes. And because everyone else who wanting to buy bikes as well, bike companies couldn't all of a sudden overnight increase their production of bikes. So they thought, right, we'll just put the price up and put the price up to then keep up with the demand yeah. that was in there.
1: Yeah, and like you were saying, um, yeah, they're the, the two main sort of things. But like you're saying, they're, they're very sort of hand in hand, aren't they? I think a lot of this, you know, it's not one or the other necessarily um, causes it, for sure. I, I I read a little bit about why it might be going up in England. OK. Obviously, we're based in England. Should I just fire off a couple of bullet points? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, the things we were saying, fuel prices going up, tax rates going up, cost of raw materials going up. Energy bills, we know there's, you know, energy bills are getting ridiculous at the minute, oil and gas prices going up. You know, if you've if you've got a company that's got a huge factory using up loads of electricity and your electricity bill goes up by 50%, then how are you going to claim that back? You know, you're going to put it on top of your the thing you're selling.
0: So would you say then that we're we're in a cost push inflation cycle at the moment because the cost of the raw materials and the the things that Um, are being produced is all going up rather than us having more money and pushing the prices oh yeah
1: 100 and and i'm not an economist but i I certainly think that's true isn't it yeah you know all these costs all these companies are trying to deal with there's a really interesting thing on the bbc today about heinz
0: yes you read
1: this about heinz and tesco's yes so heinz the baked bean company but they make loads of stuff they are basically having to increase their prices of their goods tesco are saying that the, the amount that they are increasing their prices is disproportionate or unacceptable and they're not going to stock Heinz products and then like that's nuts that's exactly what we're talking about isn't yeah. it yeah you know so I, mean, I don't know who will win that because obviously I imagine Heinz is quite a big supplier for Tesco's
0: but yeah the two two big old companies there aren't they going head to head on that that's interesting but don't I don't know I Heinz beans are always loads more than what Tesco price beans are <laughs> Isn't a tin of Tesco's value beans like 12p or something?
1: Yeah, but don't Heinz own whoosh dish of sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll have to get the Tesco version.
0: So so when we're saying about inflation here, and we're, we're banding about some numbers, so we're saying you know 9%, 9.1%, it's the, the worst that it's been since February 1982 that is a big deal and it's actually trying to be controlled and there are targets that are set by the government so the government sets the bank of england a target of two percent inflation and then so that's in the uk but in europe they've got something similar so the european central bank they've then got a two percent that they're trying to hit as well it's the federal reserve in the us they're trying to hit two percent so people are trying to keep things stable about a two percent increase but when things start to go out of whack it, it has big implications around the economy
1: yeah it's it's all to do with like um this instability and uh, the the inability to predict what's going to happen isn't it you know if interest rate if um inflation is all over the shop and companies don't know what's going to happen they don't know whether to buy stuff or not buy stuff or make stuff then they just it's just unstable yeah. And that is not yeah. that's not an economic environment in which a country can thrive. And it's two percent is seen as as an amount of inflation that everybody can keep up with, wages can keep up with, and you know you can plan around a two percent inflation. So companies yeah. are quite happy yeah. to work in that.
0: I was having a look at the the inflation rates, like going back for quite a while, and they've done they've done a pretty good job. So it's. It, it, going back to about 92 since 1992 it's pretty much gone up around between half a percent and three percent there are a couple of blips where it got to to just under five so it's done pretty well but if you then look back at like the 70s and the 80s so in the 70s one year it went up to 25 percent, which is pretty high Yeah, that
1: in the so 80s that's, it that's, went that's up to like 17 percent. that means something that you bought is now twenty five percent more expensive a year later yeah so mm-hmm. if you can so what, like if you can see that happening that makes you as a per as a as a consumer or as a business that makes you act differently doesn't it if you know or you can see inflation going up as in a curve, it makes you do things differently, which affects the economy yeah you know, you, you might wait you might stick stick or twist, doesn't it it's a bit like blackjack. You know, are you going to gamble on this? Go- keep going up because if it does, what are you going to do? But what if it comes back down again? The government don't want that. They, they want it to just be constant. So, so nobody gambles.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's that whole thing around businesses or even people trying to be predictable with their, their spending. But there's, there's big implications where, where things then have an impact. So if you were, were thinking that you were then going to buy something but then you you saw that the, the price of everything was going up, you may, might then put off that purchase. Like It could be a big purchase, like you're going to buy a new kitchen or a new car or something, whatever it might be. And then that kitchen supplier or that that kitchen fitting company, if they're not then selling as many kitchens because everybody's putting it off, they then might have to start laying people off and they might need to then Unfortunately, people then lose their jobs, and it can then just create this spiral, this negative spiral. If if inflation is is not controllable, it then leads to a bad way. So there's there's one of the things. So I was reading that the Bank of England they've got this two percent target. If they miss it by one percent either way, then they need to write a letter. So the governor of the Bank of England has to write a letter yeah. to the Chancellor and explain how and why they've missed it and how they're going to correct it and all of those letters are published so you can then read those letters of what the, the governor of the bank of england has written to the chancellor saying very sorry about this uh but we'll try and correct this uh going forward into the next month
1: um i know that you've contacted the bank of england and i've contacted the chancellor so maybe one of them might be on our podcast now that's not one of our ones where we're saying they are we're just hoping they might be <laughs> <laughs> so you sort of when it, you mentioned it there a little bit how do they try and control it then? So we know we, we don't want it going up and down. We don't want it going too high. We don't want to go too low either, actually. We want it to stay at this 2%. It can and is controlled. There are ways to control it. Yes. Um, that the governments or the Bank of England will will try and do. Um, do we want to just say what just a couple of those couple, couple of big ones, aren't there, really? So
0: the the biggest one that is used is changing of interest rates. And bear with us, people, like this. This might sound I don't know. It might sound a bit techy or something, but it's it's not. We'll keep it pretty simple. So it's the changing of interest rates, and that's something called monetary policy. So you can use monetary policy, change the interest rates. And if you think about it, if you've if you've got a, a chunk of money saved, and all of a sudden the interest rates go up to like five percent or something, or just that, you know ten percent, just by having money sat there in the bank, you'll just be earning money. So you'll think, well maybe I'll put off doing some of those bigger purchases because I'll make more money by just leaving it in the bank. So it reduces your spending. So you then think I'm not going to spend as much and it cools the economy. It takes money out of the the economy.
1: Yeah, exactly. We said one one of the main reasons for inflation is consumers or people spending money on stuff. So if the government or if the Bank of England can encourage people to save their money and they do so by increasing interest rates, if people are not spending, then inflation will come down. And that is so like you're saying exactly that. They just they can encourage saving by just making the change in the interest rates. Um, So if, if, you know, uh, and interest rates are going up at the minute, aren't they? That is true. That's what's happening. Yeah. You know, and then but then obviously that then affects mortgages and all all kinds of other stuff that takes us off in a different territory. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. Interest rates, higher interest rates, encourage people to save um, less spending.
0: And then conversely, conversely, then lowering the interest rates. So when they're thinking they want to juice the economy a little bit, they'll then say, let's just get the the rates right down. So people have more money to spend. And so they'll then stimulate the economy. So people will then do those big purchases. They'll think, well, there's no point leaving my money in the bank. I'm not getting any interest on it. Yep. Let's go ahead with some of those bigger purchases. And then that whole kitchen fitters that I was saying earlier, all of a sudden they're trying to keep up with demand and they then might hire more people. And it's just uh, that cyclical process. Um, and then it's just catching it at a right point before people have too much money. And then inflation starts to, to go nuts the other way.
1: Yeah. So that's the bank. Um, obviously the government could step in and they, they it's all to do with tax, isn't it? If they start, increasing tax it might it would you know if you get taxed a lot more maybe you're not going to spend so much more money so money yeah if they can uh, employ tax correctly it can help reduce or increase spending one way or the other like you know they they could for example they could reduce tax on fuel and that would reduce prices because all these companies would have to pay less on their fuel and hopefully they would you know show that to their customers by reducing the price of the goods
0: yeah, so um, what in terms of then moving goods around, all the lorries, all the Tesco lorries yeah. moving food around everywhere, they would for then sure. wouldn't need to pay as much, and then they could then pass that on to the
1: for consumers. sure um, um, Another one, you know, if 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 you're making stuff in England and it's costing you a lot of money, but your job is to export it abroad, say to Europe or whatever, people aren't going to buy it from you while it's really expensive, but if the government stepped in and I don't know introduce some sort of tax or reduce tax on exported goods you can then export it for cheaper yes. you know they, they can step in and, and use tax in um, loads of ways that we won't be able to go into to you know, like basically like you were saying to whichever way they decide to make it so you want to spend it or that you don't want to spend it
0: yeah so uh, there was a, an example in the us during the covid times where they did these covid stimulus checks Okay. And when they wanted to encourage people to be spending, they just sent everybody in the country $600. So regardless of if you needed it or not, they just sent everybody $600. So for the people who were in jobs where they weren't affected so badly by by the pandemic, all of a sudden they'd $600 more. So if they wanted to go and buy a bike or whatever it might be, They'd go and buy a bike, but the bike shops know people have more money. So they put the prices up. So the prices of everything were going up as well. Yeah. And so they stimulated the economy, they juiced it all up. And then they've got it where it's sort of then starting to run out of control now, given that other factors are coming into play.
1: Which leads us lovely, Ollie, as if you plan that into the, just the probably the last thing I, I researched something called hyperinflation. Yeah. Yeah. This This is. Mental. (laughs) Some of the numbers here uh, is just mental. Hyperinflation is exactly that. It's when inflation goes bonkers, typically more than 50% a month.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So hyperinflation occurs when inflation rates rise super quickly and the value of the currency tumbles at the same time. So it's yeah. it's it's a combination of these the, the two. That's a combination you definitely don't want. So there's too prices much money. Are, yeah, prices are going up really quickly, but the value of the currency is going down at the same time. So maybe do, yeah, yeah there's, explain there's
1: what does that far mean? far too much money. Yeah. So what it means that there's typically far too much money in the economy. Now this tends to happen after wars. Quite often, what will happen is a government will be in so much debt or, or there'll be so much damage that they've got to fix. What they'll do is just, they'll just print more money. You know that saying, oh, just print more money, it fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, when people say, oh, we're in a bad way here, can't, the, can't they just print more money? Well, if they did that, it's devaluing that currency and devaluing that money just by printing more, by putting more money in circulation, just making yeah. up more money, it devalues it.
1: Yeah, if I want to go and buy a loaf of bread for a pound, but everybody on my street suddenly got a million pounds because there's so much money in the economy. That bread's not going to cost a pound anymore, is it? That bread's going to cost half a million pounds because it's going to relate to the, yeah, it's it's quite, but yeah, (laughs) so it it goes to 50% a month. Imagine buying something and it going up 50% the next month.
0: And so what you're saying there, that everyone on your street getting a million pounds, that would then be an example of the demand pool inflation that we said earlier,
1: yeah, everybody's trying to spend. Everybody's got far too much money because the government has just pumped money into the economy. They've literally printed money. So now your money is worthless. It just yeah. it's it, you've got so much of it, but now everything just goes into bananas money. Like it, it, you know, so we'll tell some examples in just a second, but you know, if everybody had a billion pounds, which which in a minute is going to sound like no money at all. If everybody <laughs> had a billion pounds, yeah. how much would a loaf of bread cost? That's what you need to think. Yeah. And it's everybody was a billionaire.
0: And it's us saying that 9% is high and we're getting a little bit, you know, concerned. And it's in the news a lot at the moment for us that it's at 9%. And we were saying back in the 70s, it went up to about 25%. Hyperinflation took place in the 1920s in Germany, something called Weimar in Germany. The prices there were rising by tens of thousands of a percent each month. Like it just yeah. blows your mind to think what that situation would have been like. They would to keep revaluing the mark, didn't they?
1: Yeah. So their mark in 1914 was about 4.2 marks was worth a dollar. Now, about 10 years later, they started printing money, right? So now a million marks is a dollar. Okay. <laughs> Come from four to a million. Two months later, at the end of 1923... Two hundred and thirty-eight million marks was one (laughs) dollar. What? Right, a pound of bread cost three billion. (laughs) (laughs) One glass of beer was four billion. That's just absolutely mad, isn't it? Like
0: that—that is an extreme example of where we were saying, like, your purchasing power has reduced. (laughs) Like, what you could have bought the previous year that is absolutely unbelievable
1: it's not the worst though is it did you read the one about Hungary
0: well you're you're going to have to help me out with this because I was reading this one about Hungary and about it holds the record for the most rapid monthly inflation ever can you tell me so this is going back into 1946 so can you tell me what is a number with three six nine (laughs) twelve 15 what what is a number with 15 with 15 zeros
1: on it uh, uh so that that's a quint, a quadrillion that one is that's a quadrillion <laughs> that's like we have got millions billions trillions quadrillions um yeah they're percent they, they had didn't they 41 quadrillion percent a month <laughs> that doesn't think, even like, like compute uh, uh, you can't that their highest note ended up being a hundred quintillion they had a note that was 100 quintillion that is pengos was the money at the time so like that that's not millions not like a million note it wasn't a million it wasn't a billion which is a thousand million it wasn't a trillion which is a million million it wasn't a quadrillion it was a quintillion which is a million million million.
0: It just, what? It meant, so it meant it meant that prices were doubling every 13 and a half hours. So yeah, yeah if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. trying to buy yeah. trying to buy a loaf of bread going from a from a pound to a flipping but, large amount of money within a week.
1: but yeah, right just quick, doubling every half uh, basically every half a day, that means it quadruples in a day. So a loaf of bread's a pound today. it's four pounds tomorrow. It's 16 pounds the next day. Yep. Like it's not it's not just that oh, it's one, two, three, four. It's it's skyrocketing. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: So bad. Absolutely bad. unbelievable. There's, a, there's another another famous example of this when researching it. And that was for Zimbabwe as well. They've got a bank note that holds the greatest number of zeros ever shown.
1: Nice. Three. Yeah. Some, some of them are crazy. Did you see the one about Venezuela where they just stopped counting money and started weighing it?
0: Yeah. How bad is that? yeah really bad that they got themselves into that situation
1: so because think about it right they haven't got the notes to back up the fact that like we don't have billion pound notes right yeah but if everybody became a billionaire which is what happens here you what if we got 50 pound notes how many 50 pound notes are you gonna have to have to have a billion pounds yeah like but then a loaf of bread is three billion pounds. So you've got to take enough 50 pound notes or whatever notes it was in this country to go and spend three billion on a loaf of bread.
0: Wasn't there, a, wasn't there an example of where they then just put an extra like government official stamp on the notes to then just say it's actually not a 50 pound note. This is a 50 billion pound note.
1: Yeah, they couldn't print them fast enough, obviously. So they, they would. I don't know which country this was in. So apologies if it was your country or I'm wrong. Yeah, they would they would stamp on the note instead of printing another one. Yeah, this is no longer fifty. This is fifty trillion.
0: Unbelievable. Anyway,
1: Unbelievable. Hyperinflation. Hyperinflation is is bonkers. Yeah, just, just be wary of the government pumping too much money into the economy.
0: Yeah, it's not just an easy it's not just an easy answer. If you think things aren't great in an economy, let's just pump a whole load more money in because things can quickly spiral. I did read that. Historians cite that runaway inflation was the major cause of ancient Rome's downfall. Oh. That they just didn't have a way of controlling it, and then just inflation just spiraled and spiraled and spiraled until, yeah, the the Roman Empire collapsed.
1: Mate, I've said we should do the Roman Empire as an episode. So if anyone's listened to this and thinks that'd be interesting, just let let Liam know, and then if we get enough likes or whatever, maybe we will do it because we've mentioned it so many times. I think we should yeah. do it as an episode. Yeah. Anyway, have you got a takeaway about inflation?
0: Yeah, I have. I have, and my my takeaway, weirdly, is linked to hyperinflation. So, in 2018, hyperinflation was happening in Venezuela, and okay. they did something called Bolivar, Bolivar notes. So that that was their 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 notes that they had, but they ended up being worth so little because of this hyperinflation, and they were you know effectively useless to use anywhere. Some quite creative, clever people took the banknotes and started using them as raw materials for making bags and purses and stuff. So we'll put some pictures up on our our social media. There's some really cool looking bags and purses and art that people then made out of these banknotes. And then they would go across the border into Colombia and sell them for about $7 or $15 um, just to then make some money, even though they were selling money that had just been put together in a clever way. So yeah, I quite like that. Nah. So go on, then you tell That's us good. what is your two guys' one topic takeaway?
1: Well, there are loads about um hyperinflation, but I'm gonna go with this one. Number one movie of all time when adjusted for inflation. You said earlier about how cheap cinema tickets used to be. Well obviously we know how many tickets were sold for films over time and they can work out well nowadays that 30p ticket's worth 15 quid. They wonder how much money this film would have made. Yep. Yeah, well, the number one film is Avatar, isn't it? Has made however many bajillions. But the most, the the number one film of all time, um, adjusted for inflation, is actually. Did you read this?
0: I did, but I can't remember it.
1: Gone with the wind. Ah, never okay. seen, so, I know, it's really old, isn't it? They'd have made nearly four billion dollars at the cinema had that ever uh, had that been out nowadays. Wow. Based on ticket sales. Wow. And inflation, yeah, right that is big.
0: There's one of the one of the things that we when we were saying earlier about the the good and the bad about inflation, some people do benefit from inflation, don't they? But if we're thinking about, like, if you think about your your grandparents, how much they paid for their house, maybe, if they bought a house for for three grand and inflation's occurred and it's now worth 300 grand. So inflation can benefit people who have long-term investments.
1: Yeah. So it's just,
0: there are some really bad things about inflation, but then you can have some scenarios where where there is a benefit of it.
1: Mate, it's been really interesting this week. Hopefully, we, I think we've summed that up really nice and clearly. I think that's a, a really good episode if you've just listened to this for the first time. Hopefully you enjoyed that. I, I particularly liked the Consumer Price Index, this basket of goods. Um, you know, Where does this 9% come from? It comes from the fact that stuff we buy that they actually track has actually gone up by 9%. It's not just a, a number that's been plucked out of thin air. So uh, I thought that was particularly interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely. That whole sort of tightrope walk that the the government and the Bank of England are doing to try and keep us at around 2%, to try and keep everything nice and predictable and let people know what's going on. Um, yeah, we say it can get super complicated, but it just makes you think now when you next hear about... How much inflation's gone up or that interest rates are going up how you're sort of being controlled to either spend more or spend less to try and then help the overall economy
1: yeah so hopefully everybody's learned a little bit about that hopefully you've had a um an interesting week learning along with us if you've got any thoughts or comments let us know on our social media at two guys one topic we'd love to know your thoughts we'd love to any suggestions for future topics roman empire perhaps anybody thinks that'd be a good one you let us know we'll learn all about that otherwise we'll be back next week uh with another episode so thanks for listening
0: get out there and share some inflation knowledge